0: Is your time? We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good, scary good, and this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Lebuff. Joining me, as always, my co-host Nick Martin. This is your episode for Tuesday, November 1st. We have 12 games, Nick. And as always, we start with our favorite underdogs. I'll kick it right to you. We both have one separate one this time. Who's your favorite pooch? My favorite underdog.
2: I like the Preds. They're going to play the Oilers coming off the Battle of Alberta, which was a pretty strong showing for Edmonton. However, I think we're going to see the Oilers go back to Jack Campbell here. As you know, I'm quite low on him. We should see Soros versus Campbell, which is a huge goaltending disparity. As of now, the price is plus 140 for Nashville. I think we'll probably see that tick closer to plus 150 by game time. And I just think it's a spot where Edmonton, they still have an unreliable back end. They've got the goaltending issues. I think it's just one where we're getting such a good number to see Nashville try to expose some of those flaws. And although the Preds haven't been great, I think that's just, With this goaltending disparity, if they can stay out of the penalty box, they can do the right things. They're going to make this a game more often than than 140 or higher suggests. So yeah, I think that's my favorite
1: underdog. Yeah, I'll be with you on the Preds continuing to pick spots to go against the Oilers, uh, especially when Campbell's starting. I like Montreal. They're plus 205 against the Minnesota Wild. The Habs continue to punch up really well as an underdog. I thought the price against the Blues was crazy. That was a big win for Montreal. The Wild, meanwhile, they just haven't shown us enough yet this season. It looked like they were starting to turn a corner and then they lost to the Red Wings. They beat the, the Blackhawks in very unconvincing fashion in a shootout, 3-3. They just haven't shown us enough to trust them at this kind of price right now. And Montreal just profiles as the type of pesky underdog, especially at these prices. They can score. They have a top six, really a top nine that can cause any defense trouble. It's really about, can they get enough stops? Can they get enough saves? Can they get... Prevent enough scoring chances, and against this wild offense, I think they should uh, going into play on Sunday. NHL favorites were eighty three and fifty six overall. That's just under sixty percent, fifty nine point seven to be exact. Last season, that number was sixty four point eight percent. So we're starting to see a more normal NHL than we have in the past two seasons. And plus two hundred underdogs. Once again, this was going into play on Sunday. We're nine and twelve. uh A lot of those wins came. Uh, at the expense of the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, that's good for a 43% ROI. Last season, that number overall, plus 200 underdogs were 66 and 182 for a minus 8.4% ROI. So it's not going to stay at you know, 43% ROI, but you know the NHL is starting to look more like the NHL. We know and loathe with underdogs giving a good account of themselves. So I, I think Montreal is, they're the new Ottawa Senators. They're like the Sabres we talked about. It. These are teams that I want to back at big prices.
2: Yeah, I I think you hit it uh, all pretty good there. I actually touched on this subject with our Fantasy on Ice podcast. I didn't put it into application because I was a big loser on uh, the Penguins on Thursday night. And I think I didn't get in on any of those dogs myself. But we're starting to see the parody in the league shine through. And I think that'll probably be a, a narrative to watch this week for sure.
1: All right, uh, let's look at the big board. As I said, we have 12 games to talk about. We already talked about two of them. We have two that we will dissect in our top shelf bet section. Those are our favorite bets. So we'll start with the Flyers. They're two to one at Madison Square Garden. The Rangers minus 240. The over-under here's six. The Rangers went through it a little bit last week. A couple of uninspiring losses, Blue Jackets, Sharks. Then the Islanders where Sorokin was the difference uh, against Halak. And then New York, the Blue Shirts went to Dallas. They got a win. And then they went to Arizona, got a win. So it does seem like People are just expecting that the Rangers have normalized here, and this price reflects that. I think it's a little high, just given what we've seen out of the Rangers so far and given what we've seen out of Carter Hart so far. If Hart is in net, I know the Flyers are on a back-to-back. That's the first leg. They play Toronto the next night and in Toronto. So if Hart starts, I think Philadelphia is worth a sprinkle here.
2: Yeah, they'd be my lean for sure at these prices. I do think we're going to see New York... Kind of surged back. They had that strong back-to-back, I thought. They played pretty good versus Colorado in a well-played game. And then they had the good outing versus the Islanders, or a reasonable outing, I guess I would say. And I didn't think it was surprising to see them bounce back claiming both victories on the weekend. So I definitely lean towards Philly with how they've managed to keep games close and hang around. But I'm not quite sure I'm there with this price yet.
1: The Ottawa Senators are plus 170 on the road traveling to Tampa to take on the lightning minus 200, the over under six and six and a half Same similar situation here. The lightning as a wild Habs situation, the lightning haven't really shown us enough yet this year to warrant these prices. They did do a good job, you know, just kind of taking care of business in during their little California jaunt, which uh, proves tougher for some teams than others, no matter who you are. Uh, the lightning so they come home now, the first game home back after a long road trip can be a little bit of a sleepy spot. The sen- you know the Senators will be up for it. They have to be up for it. I think Ottawa is always worth consideration at these kind of prices because of their upside. So in all likelihood I'm starting the show off with a bet on Montreal, with a bet on Philadelphia and a bet on bet Ottawa.
2: Yeah, this one even more so. I see I agree with your lane. This the Lightning just haven't looked engaged enough consistently for me to to like them in this spot. And yeah, I, I totally see the narrative with the sends there. It's it's definitely sends or pass for me.
1: It's a it, and we just know what the lightning do, right? Like I think we try so hard not to get involved in getting in the heads of a team or following narratives, but Tampa Bay they took care of business and they're so good at pacing themselves through a regular season. So you can just see them having a letdown here after you know they 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 got wins over the Islanders in the past week. Then it was. You know, like I said, Los Angeles, San Jose, Anaheim—they come back with a five and four record after being under 500, going out there. So it just—it just screams of a of a sleepy spot. So, uh, yeah, I like Ottawa. That one plus 170, I think, is a good number. The Vegas Golden Knights are minus 134 on the road right now, taking on the Washington Capitals plus 112. This number has already bounced all over the place. Vegas is taking money. Uh, It was basically a a pick'em, and immediately shot to this range you can get minus 120 still out there but it looks like the consensus at the time of recording is minus 135 and you don't think it's going to stop.
2: No, I think by game time we'll for sure see most sites up at around minus 140, minus 145 especially with the caps injuries to Oshi and Carlson and maybe if the capitals don't have such a strong game tonight. I actually loved Vegas at opening but I could see these prices perhaps getting further than Where I would still play this, I think people will probably overvalue the Carlson absence to an extent. He has been horrific this year. I think he's rightfully been the cap's whipping boy in every game because all he does is turnovers at the blue line, two-on-ones coming the other way, the offensive upside's just getting outweighed badly by the defensive side of things. So personally, I think that one will be overvalued. You'd, the Oshi absence uh, is obviously a problem as well, but I think a lot of Caps fans do like that uh, Connor McMichael is going to draw in for both games. With that said, it's a great spot for Vegas, catching the Caps on a back-to-back. And Vegas have just been playing really good. They've played two unexpected goals for 60.5%. We saw them absolutely dominate Winnipeg last night. And I think this is just one, Vegas are a legitimately good team this year. They're better in the Caps by a decent margin. I was surprised it opened this close. I think it'll maybe close outside the threshold, as I said. But yeah, it's it's a good spot for the Knights, for sure.
1: The Boston Bruins, they are running away with the NHL. Give them the cup now. They're minus 105 on the road in Pittsburgh. Minus 115, the Penguins coming back after getting pummeled in a jaunt around the Pacific Northwest. The over-under here is 6.5. Pittsburgh went on this road trip as with one of the best records in the league. They were, what, 4-1-1. One, one. They come back and... uh I think they're four forward two or something. So it's it's uh, ugly for Pittsburgh right now. Is this a buy low spot on the Pens or just something you're not interested in?
2: Yeah, for me, I'm just not interested. I I think the Pens might bounce back, but I was obviously very wrong on the Penguins with the Canucks spot. I thought that sounded like a great outing. It sounded like they're going to be very ready to go. Had an up tempo practice today the before. They're healthy healthy enough rather they should be able to take advantage of a thin Canucks roster and they didn't it was obviously a tough 5-1 loss and I think with how strong Boston has played so far it's just I'm not really seeing the value with the pens here
1: yeah I think I would lean towards Pittsburgh I think that this is a classic buy low sell high uh, the Bruins do scare me a little bit. They obviously, Brad Marchand is back. They just when the the Bruins are a little bit like an eighteen wheeler. Like once they get going in the right direction, it's really hard to slow them down. That was the case under Bruce Cassidy. It looks like it's already the case under Jim Montgomery, who is just you know he's pushing all the right buttons right now. And and Linus Allmark uh has been really good for them out of the gates. Jeremy Swayman not as much, but yeah, the Bruins are a tough one to jump in front of right now. But I think you know this this number. It's fine on Pittsburgh. If it gets any more expensive, I'll price it out. The Kings and Stars, Los Angeles plus 115. Dallas minus 135 at home. The over-under here, six and a half. I got nothing here.
2: Yeah, I really got nothing.
1: All right, let's skip it. Uh, Kraken plus 185. The Flames minus 215 at home at the Saddle Dome in your backyard. The over-under here, six. This one, it's tempting to go with Seattle, who I think are playing just generally well like they're playing like a team that should almost kind of like where the winnipeg jets ended up last year and i know winnipeg was a bit of a disaster but like in that kind of you know fringe playoff race like where you can see like or the canucks you can just see them in that you know they'll they'll hang around and maybe fall off towards the end and and that's good enough when you're dealing with these kind of prices right like, like that's how this team strikes me right now it comes down to the goaltending martin jones played really well and has been decent uh, relative to what martin jones is usually plays like so there's a lot here the goaltending mismatch is scary like i trust martin jones as far as i can throw him but it's it's seattle or nothing uh, yeah even it, against it, a great it, team yeah for sure
2: and seattle they've been generating a lot of chances they've been controlling play at a really effective rate and you know they don't really have that high-end talent but when you look at this roster it is a deep team like it's really not surprising that chain rate is not even getting in the lineup he's not getting minutes because yeah like i said they're they're skating a ton of talent their top nine is really deep right now they've got a third line of jared mccann yeah any and brian and like when you look at that that's better than a whole lot of teams and i think they're still maybe getting a little undervalued because of how last season went i don't know Personally, we've talked about it a lot on this pod, like high on the Kraken. I think they're going to continue to be underrated, especially if they get any kind of useful goaltending. So yeah, it's, I think Kraken are pass for me.
1: It's a shame we didn't talk about this one. Right at the top, the Florida Panthers are minus 265, traveling to Arizona State University's Mullet Arena to take on the Arizona Coyotes, plus 225. The overrunner here is 6.5. My Coyotes at home system is 0-2. One loss in overtime. The other one was a one goal loss to the New York Rangers, though. So I'm not, and that was Igor Shosturkin in that. I'm not too discouraged. And and we've talked so much about this Florida Panthers team. They are flawed uh, with a capital F, for, especially with Aaron Ekblad out. The defense is leaky. You don't want the Coyotes to get into a, a, a game where they're training scoring chances with a team like Florida because they'll lose that game way more often than not. But they should get some looks here, considering how Florida's playing defensively. So or or the the defensive rostering. So I once again, there's a lot of big dogs on the slate. This is an auto bet for me. I've committed to the bit. So I'm on Arizona. I'll let you give the more kind of reasonable approach here. Yeah. I think uh Florida
2: flood, like you said, I don't know if I'm entirely there, but I can definitely respect the take. I'm not going to be on the Panthers. I think one note that I'll slide in for DFS guys, for player prop guys, uh, and I know a ton of people went on this. It's not a hot take by any means, but Brandon Montour is up on the top power play unit now with the Panthers. Uh, they should score a reasonable amount in this spot. And if, if the lines hold where they have been, I think Montour is a great guy to target in some player prop action.
1: And and one just other thing I should note about Florida is their defensive metrics actually aren't bad. It's just, I don't think they're going to hold uh, because of the, like how thin their blue line is obviously paul maurice plays that kind of style so some improvement was probably to be expected but uh yes just don't trust them or the goaltending uh which is kind of high risk high reward all right before we get to top shelf bets we'll close with ducks uh, plus 115 in the shark tank minus 135 the sharks are it's over under here six i think this is probably a little expensive on san jose it's just it's an ugly one, man. So I'm I'm not going to get involved with the, such a busy slate.
2: Yeah, I don't need to bet on that game or watch that game. So <laughs> let's just move past that.
1: Yeah, we tip, we just tip our caps to the Ducks for their win uh, over the, the Leafs and move on to top shelf bets, our favorite bets uh, for Tuesday, the 1st of November.
0: Top shelf where Mama hides the cookies. I'll
1: let you go first because I'm thrilled to see where you're going.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to go back to the well, fading the Blackhawks. They, I guess you could say it was the most impressive game. I've watched them play versus Minnesota. With that said, they still got some pretty good breaks. Eriksson hit the post right before uh, Athanasiou's goal. Then they still went on to blow that lead 30 seconds later and ultimately lose in a shootout. The play hasn't been very encouraging analytically. They're sitting with about a 45% expected goals for rate which is similar to the Islanders. However, the Islanders have played a much tougher slate of teams. They've already played the Panthers, Lightning, Panthers again, Rangers, Hurricanes, Devils, and Avalanche. All of those teams are going to be really good this year, I think. And I think kind of just how tough that slate has been is maybe hiding that the Islanders are actually playing quite good. They had a really impressive week. Obviously, that comeback over the Avalanche was uh, something special for that group. So yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Islanders to just collect two points they need. They're not going to look past it. And I think at minus 120, we have the right number for them to take it in regulation. Or if you wanted to go for a longer shot, you could play the puck line as well. Those will probably play to about the same EV. But yeah, definitely had an Islanders tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, the Islanders, um, they clicked into gear kind of in the second half of that Rangers game. They played really well in Carolina and their expected goals numbers are, are starting to climb up. But what's most impressive is that they lead the league in five on five scoring. So, which is not something you'd expect out of this team, mm-hmm. and when they have Ilya Sorokin in net, which they should tomorrow without any scheduling wonkiness. Yeah, I mean it's it. They should be able to get separation against the Blackhawks on Tuesday. I I, I think the Islanders are are the right side there. My favorite bet in that game though is Matt Barzell anytime goal scorer plus two sixty. He's yet to score. He's going for the reverse side. Young. He's got ten assists in nine games. But he leads or is tied with Noah Dobson for the team lead in shots, 25 shots. And he's playing really well right now. He's The puck's on, uh, on his stick a ton. He, he's, he's got a lot of freedom in the offensive zone under Lambert to kind of just operate and, and be like, I like to compare him to almost like Andrea Pirlo, from, if you're a soccer fan from the Italian national side. He He's just like pulling the strings and he's getting shots off and he's getting shots too. So he's he was plus 260 to score on... In the Islanders' last game against the Avalanche, anything around that number, I think you might even get a little higher because he hasn't scored yet. Uh, is worth it, and you know if you if you throw together like goal scorer parlays, I think he, and, and you're looking for someone to add some value to it. Uh, Barzell at a at a good number. My favorite bet, I like the Vancouver Canucks. It's a pick 'em right now between them and the Devils. The Devils minus one ten on the road. Canucks minus one ten at home. Six and a half is the total. Devils on the road, they've ripped off. Six out of seven, I believe. Right, they're six, six and three. They started season zero and two. Uh, they're playing incredibly well. You look at the advanced metrics, New Jersey. Nobody's even close. Like they're they're ripping a sixty-nine point four percent expected goals rate. Their high danger chance rate is like around seventy percent, a little higher than seventy percent. Uh, that's like eight to nine points higher than everybody. That's great. They're playing well. Uh, I definitely underestimated them but it's going to come back down to earth. And the goaltending is still a concern. Vitek Vanacek's in good form, but it's he's just not, you. I mean, you know better than anybody that he's not going to be someone that you can just say is going to, from this point on, play at this level. Uh, so I think there's, uh, with the goaltending mismatch of Vanacek or Blackwood against Demko, the Devils are just going to be inflated here. I, I could see this number getting better on Vancouver, so you might want to wait, as because the Devils took a lot of money in that Avalanche game. So I think getting Vancouver as a pick or better is my favorite bet. And I'll be looking to fade the devils. I just think this is going to be like kind of the sell high spot on, on New Jersey because of what we just witnessed from them the past 14 days.
2: Yeah. And one thing I'd note personally, I'd go, if I was to, to get involved, I definitely still rate Manachek above Blackwood yep. just based off what we saw last year, what we've seen so far this year. So I think that's one thing to note that if maybe New Jersey looks to go back to Blackwood and get him some action, that could be, you know, something where you're willing to go a little lower on the the Canucks. And yeah, like just to touch on it from the perspective of the Canucks, like it definitely does seem like they've stabilized the ship. They had that excellent game versus Pittsburgh, which Boudreaux, I mean, it was obvious we didn't need Boudreaux to say it, but it was by far their best effort of the year. They might get Quinn Hughes back for this game. So that's a huge boost to clearly their greatest weakness, which is the back end. I'm not sure if Bear will be ready either, but I think that was a great addition worth touching on because I do think. Like for them that he's an upgrade on arguably like three of their defenders. So while you can say whatever he didn't move the needle in Carolina, they have some horrible depth back there. So that is kind of, you know, an area where I, I'm excited to see Bear. I like the guy. And uh yeah, just from the perspective of a team I like to cheer for, I'm excited to watch that one for sure.
1: Yeah, I think that Ethan Bear note is is well worth it because he got lost in the shuffle in Carolina because just look at what Carolina does, like like that blue line. Every It's deep and everyone has these like kind of sp- hyper-specific roles and he just didn't fit. So, yeah, the, it was a shrewd move by the Canucks to get him. Uh, and I know the Canucks have won two in a row, but the, the market's still kind of sour on them. The, the, the media is still probably sour on them. So it does scream like buy low, sell high here too. So it's the Canucks for me, the Islanders in regulation for you as your best bets. And then, of course, our underdogs, the Montreal Canadiens and Nashville Predators and with that we'll wrap up another episode of Line Change uh, for Nick Martin I'm Michael Lieboff, and we wish you the best of luck with all your NHL bets on Tuesday November 1st